People ask the question. What are these guys made of? You might want to hose him down. He smells like a rock and roller. Welcome back to Cocktail Cinema, folks, your weekly movie review podcast. I am your first favorite bartender, third favorite author, Josh Price, and I am joined by my personal crew, Greg, hmm. and our producer, Shasti. Hello. Hello, hello. Real rock and roll types. Yeah, real rock and roll types. <laughs> this week, we are reviewing Rock and Roller, the Guy Ritchie film from, from 2008. This movie had a budget of $18 million and a surprisingly low box office return of $25 million. Oh, ouch. Yeah, ouch. for a Guy Ritchie movie, that's kind of low. Yeah. Ouch, Ritchie. Uh, up front, this is or was intended to be the first part in a trilogy. We'll get into that later. Uh, partly because it has such a star-studded ensemble. Grego, give us some of the top names. I'm going to give him some of the top names. Not all of them, uh, but Gerard Butler as one, two. Moving on to Mark Strong as Archie. Tom Wilkinson as Lenny Cole. Toby Cabell, Johnny Quid. Tom Hardy. Handsome Rob. Bob. Handsome Bob. <laughs> Idris Elba as Mumbles. And Thandie Newton as Stella. Indeed. There's a lot Indeed. more in there, Pivens in there, a bunch more, but you know, these are yeah. the, these are the players. Those are there's there's some names that'll come up down the line, <clears throat> down right. the line here talking about it. But yeah. uh you know, this movie really makes me want to class things up a little bit. So, uh, what do you got for us? You feel like having a Manhattan? I do. Yeah. You feel like mm. you feel like taking a hop over the pond and having a little brandy. A little brandy. A little so brandy here. Little what brandy we got going is Christian Brothers brandy. We like to ball on a budget. That is definitely your go-to when it comes to brandy. Uh, we've also so it's an ounce of that. Uh, we've got a half ounce of amaretto, just under half an ounce of sweet vermouth. And five dashes of our favorite cherry bitters. We forewent the uh, simple syrup because the amaretto is sweet enough. And just like cheers, me. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Rock and roll Mmm. Mmm. I had to go back for a second sip. Yeah, no need uh, for oh, simple yeah. syrup on that one. No, and, and I mean, a, a good Manhattan rides that balance between boozy and sweet. So yep. this is not too sweet, it's not too fruity, and it's not too over the top with the brandy. Like that's the reason like a lot of Manhattans you'll do an ounce and a half of the main liquor. But sure. we toned it down sure, a little yeah, bit yeah. so that it blended. Yeah, it's good. You could have went over the top with this because of the movie feature and just giving us dope. Well, <laughs> yeah. well I, kid, I, I mean we're gonna crank one out, but we're not gonna crank one <laughs> you out. You know what I mean? You could have made the same drink we made for Snatch. <laughs> <laughs> really right, right. <laughs> well, I wanted to be classy, but not quite as classy as Snatch. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Guy Ritchie's definitely got a got a style to him. He's a suit guy, and I wanted a drink that that Guy Ritchie would feel comfortable sipping on. Right. But so would we. It's perfect. So Yeet. it's an it's a nice balance between our yeah, lifestyles like as well. Um, so rock and roller. Uh, this comes. A little bit later in, in Richie's career, more or less. Uh, this movie's still 13 years old at this mm -hmm. point. Uh, we just had the 13-year anniversary here in September. Perfect. Uh, as okay. of recording this, it was like two days ago. All that right. It came out in the States. Uh, so, wow. yeah. It, We're getting old. Right? But it's still kind of a fresh feel. <laughs> yeah. The Guy Ritchie film style is, is more or less way. timeless. Yeah. So, yes. if you watch The Gentleman, it's the same kind of mm -hmm. cinematography as, you know, mm -hmm. Rock and Rolla and Snatch. So it doesn't matter where you are in his career, he looks current. Right. And Maybe it's because he does so much bouncing around. 
Partly, <laughs> partly. I think he keeps his, his scenes fresh because he's ever moving in all of his films, pretty much. Yeah, bang, absolutely. Bang, bang, bang. He brings Absolute. that energy to the table. <laughs> I think the other thing is, like, jumping off of the yeah. energy thing, he's very comfortable in who he is. Right. And he didn't too he, comfortable. He did an interview. <laughs> he did an interview uh, with Rogan, mm-hmm. where he talked about owning the suit because you don't you don't just buy a suit. Yeah, right. yeah you yeah. own a suit. So he's like, this suit that I'm that I'm wearing right now, it, I bought it off the shelf. I didn't have it tailored. Mm-hmm. I had it. I had, you know, the legs trimmed to, to fit, and that mm-hmm. was about it. But it's not about pouring yourself into the suit, but pouring the suit into you. So it's owning who you are, and his, he takes the same approach to his filmmaking. He owns the projects. They don't own him. So where you've got a lot of directors, like we talk about Tarantino a lot, his projects own him because yeah. they are so much of who he is. But with Guy Ritchie, it's, it's the opposite effect where... He he owns the product. He mm-hmm. he is not the product. Mm-hmm. The product right. just comes out of him right. because it's personality. He owns yeah. the space. Well, at the same <clears throat> process of that, we've talked about this. He kind of picks one character to be himself in mm-hmm. this movie, much like Tarantino does as well. Yeah. So he's putting his suit on other people as well, or or, or, or forcing Absolutely. them to fit his yeah. his clothing. Absolutely. But. The 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 giveaway with the director's inserts with Richie is find the person that talks like Guy Ritchie. <laughs> like, listen to the way Guy Ritchie talks and if then you, find the you character. Want roll, yeah. Gotta, right. yeah. So we're talking Jason it's, State. It's though. usually Jason <laughs> yeah, State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you want to know who Guy Ritchie, how he sees himself, look for the person that talks like he does mm-hmm. in his in his films and you're, you're pretty So we talked a little bit on this one. Was Gerard Butler supposed to be in this movie or was this a Jason, Jason, Not originally. Jason Statham filled? Not originally. So Jason Statham, uh, just because of his relationship with with Guy Ritchie was supposed to join the join the cast, mm-hmm. but he had a scheduling conflict, and they brought in Gerard Butler mm-hmm. for the one-two role. And he was filming Crank Four, right at the time, <laughs> right? Speaking instead, of of, instead of Lock Lock Stock Four, yeah, right. Four smoking beer. I love Gerard Butler. You know, it's, he's too. one of my, in my opinion, one of my our generation. He's up there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, very well-rounded. He does mm-hmm. those those women. Lo- women love him. He, he mm-hmm. plays that nice guy kind of thing very well. Comes yeah. back and he's a badass. You know, like mm-hmm. um, um, Law Abiding Citizen was one of my favorite yeah. roles of him. Um, complete badass. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, kind of like how Mel Gibson uh, played into Ooh. his his yeah. his stature growing up for me. You know, kind of yeah. touch it all kind of thing. I I want to dig into that a little bit. Gerard Butler is absolutely a more a, a modern Mel. A modern Gibson. Mel. Because modern Because let's think about the way their careers kind of mirror each other. So Gibson. Okay. Got his start in a post-apocalyptic action movie with the first Mad Max mm-hmm. and was established as an action hero. But he also did, like, What Women Want. Right, right. And he's... he's oh, I see. The, the rom-com. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. exactly yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's, he's I think Leonidas, whenever I... Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, when, right. I, when I see our guy. But it's like, you're right. Mm-hmm. There were so many of those rom-coms where he's yep. just killing it. Yeah. Just killing it. So it's... it's it, and I mean, with Gerard Butler, like, you, the, the big rom-com... Or the big like quote unquote girly movie that mm-hmm. he's in was like PS I love you. Right, right, right. Where he's absolutely the the diehard interest love mm-hmm. interest. Mm-hmm. And it's not comedic whatsoever. But then he did like that that action movie with Jennifer Aniston, I think yeah, it was, was where he Jennifer was the assassin. Yep, yep, yep. And, but he and he can <clears throat> he can do all of those roles. Mm-hmm. Like even in this movie, he's got comedic parts. Right. He's got some action stuff. He's got some serious moments. And he's got some problematic moments. Mm-hmm. Like his yeah. character, he's able to play all of that real well. Amen. Yeah, and s- similar to that nod is uh, Tom Hardy. You mm-hmm. know, obviously, handsome Bob, you know. Yeah. I mean, 
women women love him. They you swoon. Know? They, they swoon. be swooning. He, yeah. he be swooning. They be swooning. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd, be I'd go for it. But, you know, but as from, we've watched the movie. He's gay. He's, he's gay in this movie, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, and I mean. <laughs> Which I thought it was hilarious, that the interaction between him and. and, and it was so real. And, and, and Gerard so Butler. <laughs> he's so real. Yeah, you're the, right. The con- especially for the time. This is 2008. Mm. The yeah. conversation between one, two, and Handsome Bob. Is is very realistic when he comes out. Yeah. yeah, when he's like, "I want you." Yeah, it's like, no. Oh my god! He stops the car and he flips <laughs> yes. out. And he's got a very homophobic moment. Yeah. but then he's yeah. like, "Okay, sorry. you're my buddy." I'm sorry. Yep. Like, I need to look at this realistically. It doesn't change who you are. I'm sorry. I'm still weirded out. But there's Let's that moment too, which is like, "What do you want to do to me?" And you're yeah. like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and so you're like, "You think it's gonna be so bad?" And flash forward a little bit, like they they shared a slow we dance. A slow dance. And like now it's like open ended. He's like, "Don't tell anybody and, about what happened." And now. He's making, you know, the, the anti or the homophobic stuff is out mm-hmm. the window at yeah. the end of the movie where yeah. it's, it's yeah. just like, he I want to come it. with you. I want to come home with you. Can I yeah. come? You know, <laughs> they're so just two bros. going to bed. Two Can bros. I come? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Bros. And if you if you really watch the the slow dance scene, yeah. he's yeah. Yeah, like, Bob's hand keeps going down. It's like a middle school dance. Yeah. Like, he keeps lifting it up his back. So good. So good. And it's, I, I thought the, the handling of homophobia in this movie was really good yeah because the rest of the crew is like so he's gay yeah get the fuck over yeah you we all know yeah like you're the only one who didn't figure it out now you're freaking out about it and he just elba's character is like already sending him to like lock down a deal with uh whoever congressman or Mm -hmm. whatnot to to find the informant but it was guy richie was married at madonna this time i'm pretty sure they were just engaged for snatch or dating you know what i mean he's like sexual freedom at this point (laughs) just like Yeah, and I'm it's cool to see. Yeah, it's no, cool it really to see. Is, like really he's not is. taking a hard stance on anything. He's not mm. trying to make a point of anything. Yeah. No, it's just he just gr- has it a just gay connected character. like yeah. three great scenes together. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's amazing. Wonderful. And he's kind of a genius at that point. Kind of just bringing up the lightheartedness and keeping this. Like th- these people are all there. All of them are about to die if, yeah. if they don't yeah. come yeah. through yeah. with the painting or the money, yeah. this that and the other. But he has that element of just like yeah, whatever. Gay. It's still You're gay. Whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, this is not our biggest problem here, man. Come on, get over it, bro. Go with the times. It's all and the straight dudes that are fighting over a painting. Yeah, right. like, <laughs> and, and Handsome Bob just wants that sweet, sweet Gerard Butler. Yeah. Yes. Which, yeah. if it were possible, they'd make beautiful babies. They really yeah. would. Amen. And, I mean, <laughs> all right. True. Hallelujah. True. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, Hollywood. That's nice. Oh. Um, I mean, and Tom Hardy, in typical fashion, cannot have it apart without putting in a funny voice. Yeah, right. So he's very true. Like, I don't think I've heard his real voice ever. (laughs) (laughs) At least in this one, it's toned down, Mm -hmm. but he's very, very clearly Mm -hmm. playing a bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not as over the top as, as, you know, Bane. Yeah, right, right. right. Well, he's come a long way, I feel like. um, This might have been one of his. I mean, there's been. Some of the earlier stuff. This, I think, this is a big one for jumping off to his career. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's made the most of his career. If, I Absolutely. think you would agree. The kid's the guy, the it's man. Awesome, kills it, man. He's a great actor. Great, you know. Yeah, moving on. I just, but yeah, these these two guys, Gerard Butler and Tom Hardy. I think they're a generational talent for our agreed. Our, our, yeah. our, our agreed. Our talk. And we're we're talking about a cast that is generational talent right. for three generations mm-hmm. here. We're, we've got uh, the guy who played Lenny. Yeah, Tom Wilkinson, Tom Wilkinson, for sure. He's been in a million yeah, movies. Yeah, he's been around for ages. Yeah. And then you have, after that, you have Mark Strong, yeah. who we, we saw him in Kingsman yep. as as Merlin. Mm-hmm. But he's done a whole bunch of other right, stuff. Right. He's he's a very well-known, very well-respected actor. Mm-hmm. And again, we've got Tom Hardy and Gerard Butler mm-hmm. here. We have even even the comedic like the 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 the, the comedic release mm-hmm. in Jeremy Piven and Ludacris. Mm-hmm. True. Or should we yeah. call him by his real name? 
But Ludacris is his real Lud- name. Fuck Luda. 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 Well, like actually, I thought a lot of that yeah. comedic relief came in with uh, with Lemmy Cole's adopted stepson, um, Johnny Quid. <laughs> Johnny Quid. Uh, played by Toby Cabell. Um, this guy. Yeah. I think he was a star of the show. I mean, he literally. He looks the part. He, he took care of. or he, he What's the best way to put this? He was the timing for the movie. He, yes. every, every part of this movie was completely and utterly balanced and based mm-hmm. on his problems, his mm-hmm. his thoughts, everything. They needed to find him, but they couldn't. But at the same time, he's stirring up the pot on yeah. huge Russian connections, mm-hmm. guys who's running the entire city. Yeah. Um, and he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. I mean, he's... he's the, the elevator he, scene. He, he, like, owns the whole dope head kind of mm-hmm. guy, you know, where junkies, you know, has fun. But he's smart. He's wicked Very. smart, you know, for sure. And Very. at the end of the movie... It was cool to see him kind of rise into fame a little bit and kind of like, I'm ready to do this Take the thing. role. I know. What I, I, it shows he's very much his father's son because mm-hmm. even as yacked out as he is during mm-hmm. this flick, he's always in control. He always, right, he, like right. he controls the painting and he knows that controls mm-hmm. so many other people's lives. And, and he controls his he own emotions it. so well, like talking about him being the pipe mm-hmm. and like, you're not talking to Johnny mm-hmm. anymore, talking to the pipe. He's just mixing it up, keeping people on their toes. Mm-hmm. He's got a sick, sick, sick sense on mm-hmm. control. Well, and and let's let's be real here. Like Johnny is really the leak that leads to uh, the I forget the guy's name, but the the guy in the club that gives Tom Hardy the folder. Yeah, he's the Johnny right. Quid is the reason that guy has that information. Right. Uh, Johnny Quid is the reason that Mark Strong finds out mm-hmm. about you know being double crossed, mm-hmm. and he's the reason that Luda and Jeremy Piven survive this. Yep. This movie, you know, also had a hand in that too. Um, the beautiful Thandie Newton as Stella, mm-hmm. um, she, the accountant. I mean, I, I'd be hard pressed to find another strong mm-hmm. woman presence on that era of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she killed it. I, yeah. It was funny though. The first time I saw it, I was like, when she was brought in, I was like, she's got a very long neck, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But she's gorgeous. She's not, but she's in a realm all of her own. She's mm-hmm. standalone. She's playing both sides, yeah, and she helps them out a little bit at the back end of that. And I think I don't know if she died, but uh, she's totally dead. Right? I think so. I like, think so. <laughs> we don't. We don't like Hollywood rules. We don't see a body, and we yeah. don't hear any shots. Right, so right, right. maybe she survives. It's a question for she's you an know, accountant, and she's handling in this movie already fourteen million dollars. So mm. every man has a price. Yeah, she's probably got something stashed away. You know. Yeah, and I. I mean, it. It would be interesting. To see where her story goes or mm. ends in a way, because right. um, like we said, this was supposed to be a trilogy, right, right, and it's right. just been in development hell. Because mm-hmm. the ownership rights to the first movie are held by a very a specific company, and Guy Ritchie owns the script for the second movie, so he's been shopping oh, it around. Okay. And because Rock and Rolla wasn't quite as big of a hit as it could have been, yeah. it didn't what they could warrant. Mm-hmm. A sequel, right, even right. though he's got three stories lined up, because he was only on the books for one deal mm-hmm. or for one film deal. Yeah. Well, that's just smart. To, I mean, I know he leaves the cliffhangers mm-hmm. at the end of yeah every movie, but it's, it's like that's Art, smart one if the, you're the, that's yeah, different than Lockstock in the mm-hmm. sense where if you if you plan on making a sequel or a trilogy, mm-hmm. not to necessarily kill people like that was yeah. that was so much a cliffhanger yeah. as it was. Mm-hmm. I think a strategy move to kind absolutely of, yeah and. You can you can tell the genius behind his filmmaking because he's like, if I don't get a sequel, mm-hmm. none of this has to be wrapped up. It just fits into that fun James Bond, yeah. like James Bond will return mm-hmm. in Goldfinger. And it's not like he's hurting for work. Yeah, yeah. He's not hurting for work. You know, he no. he blockbusted Aladdin. 
You yeah, know what I mean? and like, and right before that, the gentleman. Yeah, and he's got another movie coming out. I think right this after this yeah. year, I think. Yeah, no, I mean he's not hurting for work. No, he's he's got it all put together. It's nice to have, you know, stuff in the bank. Yeah. you know, just kind of ready to go. Well, I'm still waiting on. for that third Sherlock movie. Yeah, there you go. That, I was just gonna say that, but we've been covering so many directors lately. That's, <laughs> well, I mean, that's him, like, right? Yeah, 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 oh, that's, yeah. that's him. Uh, and and truth be told, he's given us the best Sherlock Holmes in the last thirty years. Agreed. Because yeah. nothing against Benedict Cumberbatch. That's really like. I could get into my thoughts on Moffat and how BBC handles Benedict Sherlock. Benedict Cumberbatch. That's a but name. It was like Sherlock is a, is a is a letdown, but Sherlock Holmes by Guy Ritchie is fantastic. It even blows Elementary out of the water, which yeah. is a decent handling mm-hmm. of the character. Mm-hmm. So this is a this is a filmmaker who knows his characters just as well as he knows himself. Mm-hmm. And he's on record saying you can go into my movies looking for a fun time and you'll get it. You can go into my movies looking for something else, something deeper, and you'll get it. My films are here so that whatever amount you want to invest in them, you will get that in return, Mm -hmm. which I I love and hate the guy because I know if I was in his shoes, I would absolutely be trying to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And he succeeds so well with it that it's frustrating. No, for sure. Why is there so much talent in one person? It is, but it's like it it gets convoluted sometimes because it's not for everyone. His his storytelling usage is not the way everyone thinks or mm-hmm. wants to think if people get migraines just watching his films yeah. you know because they're so outrageous scatterplot mm-hmm. moments you know what i mean you, yeah you don't really get full investment <clears throat> from if you're looking for big time character analysis and 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 it's there on some flicks i guess mm-hmm. but <clears throat> it's just it doesn't seem to fill out yeah or at least this movie for me there was it, agreed it wasn't, he's got better stuff yeah he's got better stuff. Um, but just didn't seem to kind of Feel whole. There was it, there's enough. always plots, but I guess it's it, they, he was setting himself up for two and three, but yeah. at the same time. Well, and I'm I'm gonna pivot a little bit. I like here. to have even those second and thirds yeah. to have more resolve. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just, just absolutely. feeling full. You know, I'm gonna pivot or pivot a little bit here. Oh. Oh. Um, oh. Oh. and so we covered we covered Layer Cake a few months back, right? And I think that's the like even more than other Guy Ritchie movies, the that has more of a tie to this than anything else. If you were to compare Layer Cake and Rock and Rolla, which would you say accomplished this 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 uh, plot style better? Because it's about a small team and a bigger a, a big boss who's right, trying to right. screw them over. Pretty much same thing. It's paced kind of the same mm-hmm. too. They're very similar. I think I like Layer Cake overall better i feel like it's even paced a little slower it is but it there's more there's not there's not that like signature mystery at the end i feel like you know what i mean yeah like yeah like there's there's an ending where you get caught off guard Mm -hmm. right and a character who may or may not you're not asking well true yeah, but it's it's not like the same like the end of Lockstock Mm -hmm. when the when the the bag of guns are on the like the bridge you know what i mean like yeah like it kind of if the ending extended five minutes and you walk down to a shallow part of the water and just drag the guns out of it, you mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. like Absolutely. there seems to be more mystery in that sense than mm-hmm. like. Well, you talked about wearing a Craig's suit. character he dying at the end of layers, layer cake. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just want to say yeah. like I no. think layer cake. I, I see why you're asking that question because they are kind of like paced mm-hmm. similarly. They're very similar. I, I feel like with I feel like there's not as many characters in layer cake. Not by a long shot. Now so I feel like they yeah. kind of like yeah, it's way, like, it's in a way easier able to watch. Co- it's a bigger like, web. He was able to cover yeah, exactly, cover mm-hmm. more ground, more efficiently. Totally, totally. Efficiency, maybe not on this one at least for me. Um, I think Layer Cake, Cake was able to put those characters. I was in saying places. for Layer Cake. Oh, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, 100%. gotcha. 
Yeah, no, I think that's this one fell short as far as what he was able to accomplish in Layer Cake. Um, I agree. And as much as I like Michael Gambon, mm-hmm. who who played you know the Lenny character in the, in Layer Cake, yeah, right. I I think Lenny. Lenny, Lenny does make a better villain because you hate him more. Mm-hmm. You still like Michael Gambon in, in Layer Cake mm-hmm. to some degree, even though they both screw the team in the same mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. But it was just something that occurred to me as the as the credits were rolling mm-hmm. yesterday, and I, I wanted to get your opinion. Yeah, no, because you know I like to sip on your opinions. Oh, it's kind of sippable, sippable, my opinion. And uh, you know, we sure sip a lot, but we also we like to. Consume a few tacos here and there. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that we do. So, here at Sippable Opinions, and specifically on Cocktail Cinema, we like to rate our movies out of 100 tacos because screw tomatoes. Mm. So while Shasti is bringing up the Rotten Tomato score, Grego, what do you give Rock and Rolla? This one's tough for me. Really tough. Because I really respect Guy Ritchie <laughs> as a director. Um, like I talked about before, not enough substance for me in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Storyline I thought was real cool. You're chasing a painting the whole time, and I mm-hmm. thought that these big names that they, he brought in were outshined by Johnny Quid. Yes, I think he was yes. the best character in this film. Um, I would hope that they bring a second to because I want to see more of him. He mm-hmm. was a, he's a great character. Yeah. A, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm hard pressed to tell you anything that he's been in before. Yeah. He should be he looks familiar. In film. Yeah. Um, this one, man, I got to go low. I got to say this is a. This is a 73 for me. Really? 73. Okay. I love the play, um, I, what this movie could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like I think Guy Ritchie got a little too comfortable. I, which, as I mentioned before, I think he he knows how good he is, and yeah. I'm, I'm going to hold him to a different standard. Like you're Fair. Totally fair. Be, be better. Yeah. Be better, Be bro. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't, be don't, Guy Ritchie. Don't wear the suit. Don't play it. Oh, Oh, challenge. I can dig it. I can dig it. Mikey, coming off that hot take, how do you feel? I think I'm trying to remember what I gave Snatch and kind of base it off that. Because in my mind, like three movies stand out. Mm -hmm. Like like Vox Stock is number one for me. Snatch is number Mm -hmm. two. This is three. So if I'm, I would say I give this a 75. And I'm basing that off of I think I give Snatch an 85. And I'd probably give Vox Stock like. 89 or 90. Totally fair. But, totally fair. Don't, don't um, show us your cards before we come. <laughs> oh, that could you change. Guys are you know everything I have to it's say true. about that movie. I've literally, like, <laughs> take everything I've... Yeah, whatever. Lock, when we get to Lockstock, it's going to be the Mikey show. Right, like, right, right. It's going to be Let Him Go. Um, no, I can I can dig it. It, it dig felt it. like instead of the bag of guns, it's a painting. Mm-hmm. And it felt too... A little too familiar. Especially after, oh, like, you right. know what I mean? All totally. the work we've been doing. I... I'm a. This doesn't quite squeak into you know B territory for me. This is a 79. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's very well acted with a few exceptions, and it's simply because of the utilization of certain characters yeah. like Ludacris yeah. and Jeremy exactly. Piven. Exactly. And even Idris Elba is not given enough room to breathe right. because we we almost have too much Gerard Butler. Mm-hmm. We have the perfect amount of of Tom Hardy, mm-hmm. and we have. Too much Lenny. That's why I'm, sorry to, I'm sorry to cut you off, and I know this is your time right mm-hmm. now, but that's exactly why I'm giving it a low score because the acting was phenom- phenomenal, mm-hmm. but there wasn't enough. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't room to give our man some more screen hungry. time right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Idris. The, the man who should have been Bond. Often. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it could be nice. Com- and we're comparing it to the movie with the guy who became Bond. So yeah. Neo so, you know, Sidney Cordier. Poitier. Poitier, sorry. Poitier. Sorry, I'm thinking Couture. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. So a 79 for me. And uh, so what does Rotten Tomatoes say? What do, what oh, do people think? I'm getting ahead of myself here. Let's go right to there. 
Oh! So, so critics give uh, Rock and Roll a 60, and audiences give it a 71. Wow. I am giving this movie too much credit. Uh, yeah, that's hitsy. That's, that's interesting. This yeah. is one of your picks. You know, I mean, it's not too much credit. It's no, I you mean, like rock is, and roll. I, I, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> look, like, fifty thousand, look, fifty thousand ratings. Yeah. I'm sure there were a lot of people mm-hmm. who gave you seventy nine. Yeah. Well, of, of uh, tacos, course. of course. Tacos, yeah, yeah. Fun. Some people Fuck think this place. is Guy Ritchie's best movie. Exactly. That's I would what I'm never saying. say that. I know, but yeah. I've talked to people that do. Yeah, they, they love. They I love mean, I I think this is still a fun movie, and that has to factor into some degree. It does. Yeah, but. It's not as well executed as it could be. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it's not a B for me. Yeah. But uh, camera didn't stand out. Audience. Know. Yes. Yo. People watching, people listening, hop down in the comments down below. Give us your taco rating and tell us why. Do you love rock and roll? Do you wish it would go away? Do you want to see a sequel? Rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> Hit that like button while you're down there. And if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, for those of you listening on your podcast network of choice, we see you and appreciate you. Uh, Give us a comment and a rating there as well. Any bit of interaction uh, goes a long way. The world is run by algorithms and they do not like people. (laughs) If you'd like to go even further with your support of Sippable Opinions, hop on over to our Patreon and support us at patreon.com slash sippableopinions. There you will get early access to all of our episodes, exclusive shows like The Sip, and exclusive merch. We just teamed up with Patreon for their loyalty program. All of our existing patrons get merch every three, four months or so. It's like a buck. Yeah, you can it's for like, as little as a dollar a month. You can support the you channel. Know, just show us some interest. I'll pay the love. dollar. You can show us some <laughs> love. And uh, every dollar goes a long way to helping us out. You, our patrons have helped us get gear and supplies and and food for the winter. Right. <laughs> a nice heater last year. And yeah. Yeah. So we we do appreciate every person that supports us, whether you're a patron or not. Uh, we do love our patrons though, and for all of you watching and listening and subscribing, because I know you will, because you never know who's watching, we'd like to say goodbye. <laughs>